from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Now, mid-July and as predicted, shootings are cheap. We have uh, an increase now, year-to-date, of, uh, well, I can give you a percentage. You know, the numbers are always interesting. About 23% more homicides year-to-date as of the 13th of July. The 23% increase represents uh, 38 additional lives lost due to a perfect storm. Bail reform, push for police reform, anti-police rhetoric from activists within the media and government, and the resultant politicized prosecution of police officers nationwide. Don't think that doesn't affect that. Also, state and local government orders in response to COVID-19, they have included the release of inmates and detainees from prisons and jails. Closures of businesses damaging the economy, generally throwing American life into a bizarre and confusing no-man's land between fantasy and reality. You're not alone if you're feeling that. And joining me now on Skype, the exterminator comedian, Larry Izzo. Hey, Larry. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm all right. Doing well. How's the podcast, The Thrill of the Kill, going out there in, in, on the island? I uh, just interviewed a young lady today from uh, Cornell uh, Cooperative Extension. Good guest with a lot of informative information. And I'm also trying to get out there with some guys and do some uh, filming of some of their jobs, you know. I think that's going to be exciting once we get it on uh, film. Hey, you know? that will that will be interesting because, you know, people really do like to see video of bugs and rats and uh, termites and, uh, I, I don't know, uh, larvae. Uh, all these other things are interesting to see. You know, like uh, the squishier, more disgusting, the better. And and speaking of squishy and disgusting, you know, at AOC, <laughs> I have a, a little uh, video of her talking about what she thinks is causing the crime uptick in New York City. About this uptick in crime. Let me make something super clear for everyone here having this question. The New York City Police Department has not been defunded. Um, Even with these budgetary changes that were proposed in city council, A, they're not fully enacted, B, they aren't a real $1 billion in cuts, um, and C, it's not really, it, like, these cuts aren't really real. And, again, they haven't even happened yet. <laughs> All right. It seemed to me like like B, uh, like B and C were... Uh very similar there. Very similar, uh, yes. Well, she's did. an educated bartender. Yeah, that's right. B, they uh, aren't a real $1 billion in cuts. <laughs> it's not really a billion dollar in cuts. Um, and C, it's not really, it like, these cuts aren't really real. C, these cuts aren't really real. Aren't uh, real. Th- this is kind of, a, if we could go to how the, the centerpiece of uh, the so stupidity here. So why is here. this uptick in crime happening? Well, let's think about it. Do we think this has to do with the fact that there's record unemployment in the United States right now? The fact that people are at a level of economic desperation that we have not seen since the Great Recession. Maybe this has to do with the fact that people aren't paying their rent and are scared to pay their rent. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Um, Shoplift? Some bread. Shoplift some bread. The crime wave is is the result of people who otherwise would be gainfully employed, but they're scared to pay their rent, and they are uh, going out to shoplift some bread, Larry. I'm actually scared to pay my rent, too, uh-huh. but uh, I pay it, you know? <laughs> my own man, I mean, the guy would lose his job, get laid off every so often. 
paid his rent, fed us kids. I don't know. What, I mean, he didn't take any garbage cans, throw them through any windows. We needed a TV. He worked another job. You know, that's the way it went. Yeah. So uh, this is this is a bit of a joke to me. And the thing that's causing all this crime is just plain. And you know, I am not a political person. I am the least probably political person you probably have on your show. It's stupidity. <laughs> right. This is just stupidity. You cannot defund police and still expect some type of control. You, you just can't do it. And now you got the cops out there. If they have to take anyone down and just grab the guy by the neck, they're going to be put into court and they'll be prosecuted for it. It's just ridiculous. That's key, Larry. The reform, and that has, uh, I believe, been signed. And, and it, it's something that the police are going to have to learn to deal with very soon. They don't have a, a plan, by the way. It's They can't even put their knee on a guy's back. Now, putting your knee on a guy's back sometimes is, is necessary. It's... Uh, Part of uh, police work to keep people, you know, detained, physically restrained. Uh, they, if they, if they do anything that, uh, as far as even in their torso, the diaphragm area, if they do any kind of, if they grab them, if they are forced to grab them around, uh, you know, their chest uh, and torso, it, it could also come back on them. They could be criminally prosecuted for that. In fact, that's even without injury to the person that they grab. It doesn't matter. That's the law now. They have they have to handle them in a way that just isn't realistic. You know, Shoot them the in the to leg. Take somebody down is to jump up and grab. Them. I'm sorry. What? Shoot them in the leg. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Either that or get yourself another job. I swear to God. Well. <laughs> if they shoot him in the leg, they will be getting themselves another job too. So, you know, uh, that's if they escape prison. Yeah. You know, I mean, they can also be civilly liable for these so, things. So, even without injury, nobody got hurt. You had to take somebody down. Imagine that. If you're a cop, you're doing police work as you have for the previous, say, 15 years, 10 years of your career, the way you were trained, taking somebody down by the neck and nobody's injured. And you know how to do that without injury. But. Because you because you did that and, and you know your family could lose everything. You could be sued for your entire savings, your house, your pension, and everything that you are and everything that your family ever will be could be taken away just because you were fighting crime. I mean that's that's a bit of an issue. That could that could put a bit of a freeze on uh, police. Uh, what you might call uh, diligence. Well, and that's and what'll happen is they'll the, you're not getting going to get police to join the force anymore, and they wanna they wanna cut back on that as well. They don't want as many police on the streets. They want people like Al Sharpton to come to your house when you're having a domestic dispute and say, "Hey, I think we all better go get some uh, some praying together or whatever," you know. But uh, you know, the whole thing's a joke. What are you gonna do? Go into somebody's house when he's beating his wife and he's got a gun? And go, I think we should go outside. Maybe let's get a cup of coffee. Let's go to Starbucks. I mean, you know, you know, it's a joke. Yeah, it is a joke. I mean, you know, look, if a guy wants to beat his wife, uh, uh, that's uh, if a guy beats his wife uh, uh, at home and there's nobody there to hear it. Did he really beat his wife? I guess. Is the question, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. I have to yeah. ask my neighbors <laughs> from the other day. <laughs> I, uh, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's interesting. I look, I. 
I I uh, I'm really uh, I'm I'm discouraged by some of these things, but you know what? At the same time, uh, there's no point in being discouraged because we you know the result is uh, it's, it's already happening. Uh, you're not going to tell me that that uh, all these people, you know, the unemployment. I know in certain numbers, crime comes up during unemployment. So that would suggest that there are people who would otherwise be employed who go, well, I guess now I have to go commit crimes in order to have, uh, you know, to survive. I mean, I I guess. So in that situation, what do you think the jobs are that are being held by people who are just one job loss away from becoming criminals? I, I what do you mean? What kind of job? Yeah, exactly. What what sector of the uh, economy? I would do you say think? they work for like McDonald's and uh, Walmart's and places like that. You know, it's definitely lower income people. Look, anybody can get desperate. We've seen this in the past. I mean, you know, I lived through the '60s, the riots, all that stuff. You know, it was a horrible time, and. Uh, we went we went back to 1970 this mayor has destroyed the city from and we just went back to 1970 and it, it's it's horrible well you know between 1970 and 1980 you picked a good year there because in the, in those 10 years i think it's the only decade on record that new york city actually lost uh population and actually the population went down by about nine hundred thousand during that time absolutely i remember that and that's a result of disinvestments and and uh i I, they call it white flight uh you know i don't know if it's necessarily connected to a person's whiteness as as it is uh connected to their desire to not be robbed uh and killed and or raped and the ability to leave the city i i I know there was an exodus i and there is an exodus now you can you can see it uh you know uh, florida is getting you know a lot of new yorkers texas is getting a lot of new Yorkers. people are moving out they don't want to have anything to do with this place and it's sad you know and being a new yorker i mean new yorker is the greatest city in the world but uh it's pathetic it's it's it is. It really it's is. it's too bad because it's to me it's unnecessary. It's something that is being. It's a crisis that's being created rather than one that's that's just like occurring because of some sort of a natural reason. You know, there's no. Uh, I, I I don't know what the what was. It, it, if you look at it, you know everything was pretty good. Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, it seems it seems if uh, the the city and the country were sort of now the city's been on the wrong track for a while, but it's been moving you know incrementally and in small ways, and then bail reform uh, was the beginning of this kind of like state of confusion that started at the beginning of this year, and then we also had uh, you know COVID, uh, the virus. I I I'm not passing any judgments on on how that came about. Uh, I know where it came from. It wasn't Europe. It's not the European virus. This virus came from Europe. Yeah, you know, I mean, like it's such an ignorant thing to say when it. it we know it originated in Wuhan. And well, look who's saying. Yeah, it. <laughs> of course. This is a Cuomo thing. He says, "Oh, it's you know." But then it came to us via Europe. Well, you know, like so, it made a stopover in Europe. It doesn't mean that it, it came, came from, from Europe. Europe right. You know, I mean, it's a layover. Right, exactly. That's where that, it got a direct flight from Italy. So that's where yeah. it came from. Freaking Italians! Uh, please, it, it's uh, a, <laughs> it's you know, he he. I mean, look, we have a, they're defending China for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? They don't want China to be blamed and everything. 
everything. It has to be uh, come from Europe. Yeah. It's the response to COVID is what I was trying to get at. It's not so much the, the, the virus itself. It's it's the uh, response. And then you have people who being locked up for a while, right? You begin to you become more pliable. You know, you become more you, you, you can't open your business. You can't go to work. You're being told what to do. You're waiting for orders from the government now to do what to, to be told what you can and can't do as regards this uh, your entire life. Everything is now at the whim and, and, and oh. very often a very arbitrary uh, whim, uh, you know, to well, we're going to close. Uh, say bars. We're going to say, well, these people can come to do to work, but they can only have fifty percent occupancy. Churches can have thirty-three percent occupancy. This area is okay. This area is not okay. We draw a line right here. None of this makes any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. And it's just uh, you know, and, and we've all accepted it as a fact of life now that the government tells us. When to go, when to leave, what to do, what to wear on her face, and 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 yeah, hey, to me, that's communism. You know, the, the authoritarian rule <laughs> that we have been dreading is already in effect. Yeah, it's like here. I say, we're, it's we're going. Under, you know, it's I mean, going we'll, to communism. It, it it's pathetic. I mean, you know, it, it's just so sad. You know, I, I I talk to guys that come back from the war sometimes. You know. And uh, these guys are not even thought of anymore. Nobody's talking about the soldiers. Nobody's talking about what's going on anywhere else. It's all about this pandemic. And, and, and you don't know, you know, you go out with friends, okay? People invite you over to their house. You sit there for the first 30 seconds with a mask on. Now you feel like an idiot. So now you take the mask off and you got 50 people breathing on you, you know? That's, the, that's what's been happening. So you go and you take the mask off. What are you going to do? Almost nobody gets COVID to, to any appreciable effect who's not. I mean, we, you can look at the numbers. They are the, the, the life expectancy average on uh, you know or the, uh, excuse me the the average age of death for covid is 77 and the average life expectancy is normally 72 i mean uh, you, even if you die of covid on average you will be living longer than previously expected and, uh, <laughs> but even by the numbers the deaths are, are, are still, you know, a, a, coming to, to a certain category of people. And so if it all logically added up, if there was a reason to wear a mask that was real, I wouldn't have any problem with that. You know, I I'm I would be a good neighbor or whatever the fuck that they're saying. But I'm not going to make this dramatic shift in my life in order to uh, avoid the risk of offending the medical professionals, the heroes. They are, you know, for and sure. that's what they'll say. It's a slap in the face yeah. to the doctors and nurses not to wear masks. Sure, heroes, you know what? They're doing a very difficult job. They're doing a job that they uh, that is a calling, I think, rather than like a like just a, a, a career. And they are doing something that has never truly gone unappreciated by people in general, we all know that nurses are the best people in the world. Doctors possess a power and a knowledge and the ability to, to you know, heal people when they're sick and to, and to take care of people and shit like that. They're shitty doctors, just like they're shitty cops. There's also, uh, I, I think, adequate appreciation for for them. And during this fucking uh, pandemic, which, which turns out to be no more dangerous I mean, really no more dangerous than the flu. 
and which has been politicized, I I think that at some point you have to go, okay, let's leave the medical professionals out of this conversation at this point. The med- and, 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 and let's kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, thank you very much. But, you know, I, I don't, society in general doesn't need to make that drastic of a shift to a, uh, to an authoritarian mask wearing situation uh, because of, out of appreciation for, you know, right. these admittedly, you know, fine individuals and great people uh, doing this important job. You know, I mean, and that's, uh, that's where I have to leave it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a, uh, it, it, there's a certain sham element to it. I mean, Otherwise, why is there this sense of non-reality going on, for Christ's sake? Outdoor concerts, and it means things like parades. You know, things that here in the city can mean not just thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. It's just not time for that now. What about protests? If people want to march down Fifth Avenue, are they going to be allowed to do so? Look, Wolf, this is always an area of real sensitivity. If you're just talking about health, we would always say, hey, folks, you know, stay home if you can. But we understand at this moment in history, people are talking about the need for historic changes. I mean, today in New York City, you know, recognizing the power and the meaning of the message Black Lives Matter, which we did in front of Trump Tower today, uh, this is a historic moment of change. We have to respect that, but also say to people, the, the kinds of gatherings we're used to, the, the parades, the fairs, we just can't have that while we're focusing on health right now. I mean, some of the things that are happening, we have a shanty town down in uh, the down by City Hall, which is pretty fun because it was really? a, a well, yeah, it was an occupation situation. But now what it is is uh, City Hall campers running amok as cops look on, according to the post. I'm reading from today's post. You know, when I say that, uh, ahem, ahem. <laughs> what remains of the uh, largely dissolved City Hall Park occupation is a lawless shanty town where occupiers hurl sexist remarks at cops and police ignore assaults happening before their very eyes. And uh, this was uh, that's according to what the Post discovered on Sunday. You see, uh, it was at one time a thriving community of, CCF, of occupiers who were, you know, I guess, uh, trying to make sure that, that the cops were taking a bit. I've never, ever seen such a specific demand from a group of protesters who, you know, who knows who these people are? Are they economists? Are they, uh, you know, city planners? Are they people who know what, you know, are they in law enforcement? That certainly isn't the case. Yeah. These are not people who know jack shit about running anything, and they're demanding a $1 billion budget cut. I find that strange. So let me ask you, though. You, you have cops, because I remember, I, I don't remember if it was the 70s or the 80s, they were going through a recruitment period, and they were actually had bullhorns in the streets. I was on the list. I mean, you know, they actually had bullhorns on the streets. You know, anybody want to become a cop? You know, New York City police officer, we got this, and they're trying to get people... But look at who they recruited. They recruited everybody that didn't have jobs and that were going nowhere in life. And some of those people, I'm not saying all of them, like you said, there's good cops, there's bad cops, there's good and bad and everything. But some of those guys just should never be on the job. Another thing is, I don't believe, you know, you had a neighborhood cop in the neighborhood. There used to be a street beat cop, all right? A guy that was your friend. He was a go-to guy in the neighborhood. Your parents used to tell you, get into trouble, you run to that guy. 
Okay? That's not there anymore. So uh, to okay. me, it's just like a lawless town. This is getting like the Old West. I'm ready to get a gun in New York now. Let me ask you a question, though, there, and this is just hypothetical, but say you're, uh, you know, you're wherever you are and you're attacked by a group of individuals. Their idea is to take you apart, take your wallet, caught you in a vulnerable situation. Now, you have a choice. You can either have a bad cop come or you can have no cop come. You know, what would you, what would you prefer? I take the bad cop <laughs> anytime. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that I take might the have cop been the with the chokehold. The guy's yeah. got to be yeah, able to do a chokehold. The worst cop, the better. Send me the yeah, five exactly. worst cops you have, and let them go overboard in making sure that this uh, doesn't happen to me. I, you know, we there's been this weird kind of shift towards like really empathizing with the criminal. I don't think people are looking at it realistically. It's it, it's all a fantasy until it's happening to to you, to me, to that, to, to you also. I know there's a person listening to this someplace. Yeah. So here's some of the things that these guys were yelling out to these. And I, they, they played up the sexism angle <laughs> here. Yo, ladies, I want to fuck you, shouted one of a uh, half dozen men, catcalling uniformed female cops stationed near the lower Manhattan Park. Well, that's where they've been, you know, occupying there. And, uh, uh, yo, babe. You a cop, and I got to fuck that shit. So uh, that's these are obviously very crude remarks. About the crude remarks, the men insisted, though, they, they don't think that they're crude. They said, uh, we're not harassing them. We're giving them compliments. So I'm wondering, how many ladies take that as a compliment? I got to fuck that shit. Is that a compliment to the ladies? I mean, well, let me give you a little example, Pat. I was doing, I was, I was uh, in air conditioning refri uh, refrigeration back in the 70s, and I was a helper on a truck with a guy who thought he was God's gift to women. So every time we hit a street with a crosswalk and the ladies in the summertime would run by, he would just give the old talk, you know, hey, baby, you know, not attractive, never got a response. Nobody cares. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So, so do you think that the ladies were uh, flattered by by this uh, by this fellow's? Uh, you know? No, they think they're ridiculous, and uh, and they're getting no respect as police officers. By the way, you have to respect. If you don't respect the person, you got to respect the badge and you respect the uniform. You know, a lot of people. I don't believe what a lot of things Trump does or past presidents or whatever. But what you do is you always respect the office the man holds. Right. That's my. My thing. I wonder how many people cat call Trump as he walks by. Like, hey, want to fuck that? Probably, probably very. Yeah, <laughs> want to fuck that hair? <laughs> Give me that. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not part of his <laughs> life. So I don't think that I don't think that they are honestly believing that these are complimentary things that they're saying. I mean, you never see it on a Valentine's Day heart balloon. <laughs> you know, I got I got to fuck that shit. Uh, now, the cops are not able to comment. You see, they held their ground, but uh, they're not really able to say anything to the press about this, obviously. Now, this the, the cops are not weak. The cops are not. Cops don't like being forced to, you know, stand and watch all these things happen. That comes from above. You're talking about leadership that is lacking. 
did you see the video from the, the the subway? And I saw this going around on on Twitter. By the way, follow both of us at Twitter. I'm Pat Dixon, by the way. P-A-T-D-I-X-O-N. And you can find Larry Izzo, the host of the Thrill of the Kill podcast, ex-exterminator comedian Larry Izzo. Here's where you can find him on Twitter. Laughs with Larry. Yes. And it's, uh, you. I'm glad you resisted the urge to make it L-A-F-F-S. Uh, you know, and, and, and in, in favor of uh, the correct spelling, laughs with Larry. So entertaining stories about pest control and whatnot. Also just talking about life in general, you know, anytime you have a topic and you look through that lens and then you, you sort of like get a perspective, it's great. On the Twitter, I saw this video going around of a, a guy who was trying to murder a couple of guys on the train. He had a knife. He's swinging it around. He's... He's stabbing at these two guys. They're trying to fight him off. And you go, wow, man. Uh, I don't know how he expected to get any bread out of this for his <laughs> child. Things like that occur. I, I don't have the exact story on that, except I, I was told by an officer that I spoke to about it that, that they do have him in custody. Uh, or at least they they got him. They arrested him. It, it's uh, yeah. It's 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 turnstile justice, man. That's what it is. It's in one door and out the other. It's great. I'm gonna go out and rob a Seven Eleven after this. I got a bandana. You know what, Larry? I yeah. <laughs> what does the Seven Eleven have that you want? Slurpees. Lots of Slurpees. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all the Slurpees. Yeah. See, fill the cups. I love those things, man. They're good. I, I I was really regular in my Seven Eleven until they uh you know they 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 put a uh, strong safety there and by you know by the door to make sure that uh, you have to explain yourself on the way in and why you're not covering your motherfucking face. Well, Authorities are taking the time in the Bronx, meanwhile, building an airtight case against a Bronx guy who was uh, caught on camera putting an NYPD cop in a headlock. Now, you're not allowed to do a headlock now if you're a cop, by the way. That's out. You, you get somebody in a headlock, you, you could be subjecting yourself to severe penalties if you're a cop. But you can get a cop in a headlock, and that is just, you know, that, that, that's not going to earn you any special. Uh, a one-minute, 38-second clip of the 10th July 1 encounter in Mount Hope allegedly shows Wincel Amenzueta, he's 29, grabbing the cop in a headlock, drawing cheers from onlookers. Wow. That's, that's, there nice. you go. And, and while the officer and his partner were trying to arrest another man for parking in front of a hydrant. Now, parking in front of a hydrant is a kind of parking violation that almost anybody can actually still get behind. You know, it's, it's not like you're just... Uh, you know, uh, dashing, whatever. It's, 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 it's not, a, that's an important one. There's not a whole lot of important parking violations. I think that a fire hydrant needs to be available. I think what they should have done, the cops should have called the fire department and let the fire department come along with some of their jaws of lives and just take, dismantle the car, okay? Start a little fire somewhere, you know, run the hose right through his car and just, that would be the way I would handle it. <laughs> Cops shouldn't get involved at all. The firemen can do it. Yeah. They they can put a chokehold on you. You don't have to worry about it. They're firemen. What happened, according to the Post, it was around 8.50 p.m. Cops asked Franklin Adrian, he's 31, to move his car parked near a hydrant at Morris Avenue in Grand Concourse. He let, uh, refused. They gave him a ticket. He still refused. They moved to arrest him. He dug in his heels as they tried to move him along. And the man in the video, uh, alleged to be Manzueta, 
which we're going to go ahead and take their word for it, was uh, watching from the periphery. He refused repeated orders to back away, eventually came to blows when one of the cops lunged at him. Now, the, the cop lunged at him because the guy had kicked his body cam video, which had come off, kicked it down the street. So, you know, this is not some innocent bystander. This is a guy who's, you know, he's interfering with uh, the, the proper, you know, carry, whatever the, whatever the thing is. He's interfering with the cops. Man, so he had got away, but he did turn himself in with his lawyer. And uh, so he was arrested on an assault charge. And uh, they're, they're gathering further evidence before moving forward. De Blasio made one of his typically, you know, lukewarm statements saying, uh, we cannot accept violence against our police officers. Well, of course, we can accept violence. Is that the strongest thing, really, you could say about it, for Christ's sake? You know what I mean? But That's, we're going to uh, defund them. <laughs> exactly. We're going to enable tons of violence towards our police officers, and, and we can't accept it. There was a guy who was released after robbing. You know, they they had him arrested for four banks uh, that he that he allegedly robbed, and they let him out. And he robbed two more banks. There, that is part of an overall uptick. I don't even like the word uptick. I think it's so fucking misleading. Uh, you know, uptick. It sounds like just just a, just a just a little. You know, I think a twenty five percent increase in homicides is more than a fucking uptick. It's but, not uh, a tick. Whatever. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> and I know ticks. Let me do, tell you, you do know ticks. And ticks <laughs> yeah, do ticks ever go for ticks? Will go for some pretty intimate places, won't they? Well, you, actually, you, uh, the the young lady that I interviewed today is actually they have a program out here is don't get ticked because there's a phenomenal amount amount of ticks on Long Island here out in the Hamptons. And I mean, these things, you know, Lyme's disease, the whole nine yards. So she goes out there, she gets covered with ticks. Actually, she goes in, she has a special suit. You say she gets covered with ticks? Yeah, she'll go into a situation out in the Hamptons or somewhere where there's heavy infestation of uh, ticks. It's it's the old type of thing, Pat, you know, when we used to do flea jobs, you used to take your jeans and put them inside your socks before we had laminated suits. You know, and then you would cover yourself up to your neck and button your shirt and wear long sleeves. But anything from the neck above, you feel like, well, if it gets in that part, you know, it's easy to get out of. It's a contained area. You know, she says ah. she comes out of these places covered with uh, ticks, but she wears these special clothings. And I think you can get some of these at Dick's uh, Sporting Goods store, I heard. They're treated with pyrethium. A lot of hunters use them, I think. And they're treated with a pyrethioid that uh, obviously it's not a residual that can bleed into your skin or anything like that from sweat or anything. And it does prevent the ticks from jumping on you. And, you know, years ago, I used to walk around with a can of pyrethium, get down a basement. Gee, fleas would be all over me. I'd take the can and just spray the bottom of my ankles and they just jump off. Wow. That is some strong stuff. That's some stuff that we should all know about. Get yourself some pyrethium undergarments at yeah. Dick's Sporting yeah. Goods or any any sporting goods. Probably any sporting uh, You know, uh, retailer near you. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, pyrethium. Get a pyrethioid. Uh, and uh, you know you, you're you're gonna be okay as far as ticks go. Now, but they will get in. They'll they'll get anywhere up in. Like they will get in into your into your butt, right? I mean, will ticks actually go into your butt? You, you have to be very thorough if you're doing a, a tick check. Anywhere that you could, you're exposed. I mean, I think it can happen. I mean, uh, you know, I had a friend of mine, and this was really weird. We were kids, and I'll never forget. He had one in the back of his head. 
We went to his house and his mother got a piece of rope and lit the rope on fire. Some people would do it with cigarettes and put it near the butt of the tick and the tick backed out. That was one way of doing it. Heat makes them back out. It's like if you're presenting your butthole to a tick uh, and saying, hey, what do you, you know, any interest here? Then maybe, but but otherwise, you know, wherever you're, wherever you're exposed. But they can crawl. Absolutely. So if they get in your pants, can they crawl up your ass? Is that what you're asking? Yes, they can. And does, uh, okay. But <laughs> I just wanted to have everybody, you know, visualize a tick on their butthole and, uh, and, and, and maybe do a little scratch, you know, for the old New York City Crime Report. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. And, and, and maybe do a little scratch, you know, for the old New York City Crime Report. Shoplift some bread or go hungry. Visualize a tick on their butthole and, uh, and, and, and maybe do a little scratch, you know, for the old New York City Crime Report.